Welcome to the podcast, Storytelling and Safety, brought to you by you, the listener. Please visit the website, storytellingandsafety.com, for other episodes. And welcome back to Storytelling and Safety. I am your host, Tim Page Botter. Today's episode is called The Balance Episode. And since we're working towards mental health and uh, psychological safety, I thought some I'd bring somebody in that's got really good balance to their life. And I don't care if you call it feng shui. I don't care if you call it whatever. But every time I watch this individual interact on social media with their family and how they're participating at work and what's going on with their common interest groups, I find that they strike an incredible balance. There's so much going on for the single mom that when you think about balance, your balance might be, am I going to work too much or am I going to work or am I going to school too much or is that balance kind of offset or do you taking the time for yourself and your family and all of those things to me, um, bottom line, if you're looking as a fiduciary should equal good balance. So I thought I'd bring in somebody that I thought was a good balancer. And by the way, they are a safety professional and they're going to school and they're a single mom and they've got activities outside of the workplace. So yes, if you think you've got it tough, then maybe you might want to listen to this podcast. So I brought in a safety professional that's working at Corbin's Electric here in Phoenix, Arizona, more like Chandler, Arizona, the super secret location. And she just moved here from Hawaii. With all of that going on, we've got to figure out what is it in our lives that we need to balance out. So I'd like for all of you to meet Mejia Villanueva. Mejia, how are you? Hi, Tim. Hi, everybody else. I'm doing great. And how was work today? I mean, you just got off of work. So here you are balancing and trying to give me a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, work today was actually pretty mellow for a Monday. You know, um, we had one of those weekends where you actually have Saturday and Sunday off. So no site work. I didn't have to be available by phone on Saturday. So today was good. Wait, so you had the whole weekend off? I did. Yes. And I cannot, I mean, I think I can say you're working in a bit of construction. So the industry you're in is mostly construction? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the, the company I work for, we're an electrical contractor. So the, the work we do is all construction work on our site. Got it. So you're, you're responsible for being on call or going in on any day that ends in Y. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it's good to see that you got a Saturday and a Sunday off. And I saw that you spent some time with the, with, with the Ohana. I did. Um, I think I said that right. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Hawaiian wannabe and everybody could see it because I've got my, I got my Hawaiian Maui hook today and mm-hmm. um, it's on my neck. So I thought, I thought I'd wear that in uh, recognition of the two people that I interviewed today, you being one of them. Um, anyways, let's just keep it that way. I've got some questions for you. If you're ready to talk about how you balance everything in your life. Um, and so from a mental well being. There's a lot of things going on in your life. And so on a scale of one to 10, you think your mental well-being is at its tip top shape, do you think? I think I fluctuate between maybe like a seven on very few days, mostly around an eight and a nine. And some days I'm a solid 10. Okay. And I think it's okay for our listeners to know that you should be able to fluctuate because that means you've got stuff to focus on and sometimes things get focused with mediocre attention, especially if you're juggling 
chainsaws and bowling pins. I don't think you're doing that, but it could it could happen. No, so no. they don't allow I, that in the safety profession. <laughs> well, you're trying to prevent it, anyways. Yes. Speaking of the being in the safety profession, I always ask the question. I have to know: Did you fall into safety, or did you get into safety by accident? Well, it's kind of a long story, so I hope you got a bit. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Go ahead. Well, I was a stay-at-home mom for about nine years, and my husband at the time, he worked in the sheet metal industry. Um, he had been in the sheet metal industry since 2000, and so I was a part of his life through the entire duration. Um, then when I was a stay-at-home mom, you know, he used to come home and tell me some of the stories about how he made bad decisions at work or... Um, I remember one of the stories was he was standing at the top of a high ladder and rather than get down, he would sort of walk the ladder over to move it. And then just one day he came home with the worst story that I ever heard. Um, for some reason, one of the, the cut machines for the sheet metal, the sheets weren't dropping. Um, so he decides to stick his head into the machine and peek up and see what's going on in the machine. Try to figure out why the sheets weren't dropping. And then he says, I pulled on my head just in time. And just when I pulled my head out, all the sheets that didn't fell, didn't fall, they fell right where my head was. And that was it. Like I, I, I lost it. I started crying. I was angry with him. And I remember um, saying to him through tears and trembles, isn't there anybody at your job to babysit you, to watch you, to make sure that you come home to us? And he was quiet after that. And then I said, I, I can't take it anymore. I can't hear these these crazy stories of you telling me. So just make sure you come home every day, you know. And um, so that was where I found out that I really had a passion for people at work. And not necessarily only my own husband, but everybody who goes to work. You know, everybody's family, you know, your goldfish or even your pet dog expect you to come back to the door at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, after being a stay at home mom for nine years and, you know, one thing led to another, it was time for me to, to move on from my marriage. And I said, I think I'm ready for a divorce. And he actually made a great deal with me. He said, not until you go back to school and get on your feet, then we can talk about a divorce. You know, so at that time with being a stay at home mom, I posted everything on social media. I said, Hmm, I need to find something to do for school. And one of my friends that I went to high school with, you know, he, he knew how I was. He knew how thorough my mentality is and, um, you know, what's in my heart. He said, Maya, I think it would be a great idea for you to take um, occupational safety at the Honolulu Community College. And I said, really? You know, I never knew that there was such a thing as occupational safety. I knew about OSHA, but I didn't know that there was um, programs that the companies have to prevent their workers, you know, from being harmed or being hurt or, or ill. So that's how I started. I went to school for two years. Um, within my, after my first year, I started an internship with Nordic PCL. I did a two-term internship and I've been working full-time in safety ever since 2015. And that's how it all started. Wait, where, where was your internship? Nordic PCL. Was, I mean, was it a, a specific construction site or just on the, oh, on the dock. This, this specific construction site was actually at, uh, I first started off at the Waiea building in Honolulu, Hawaii. It's um, in the ward area in Kaka'ako. Mm -hmm. And then I moved over to the symphony. Um, these are both high rise buildings. So 
I got a lot mm-hmm. of high rise ex- experience with um, working for the GC and um, overseeing all of the subcontractors. I, I was paid by a third party to come out and inspect H Power out there. I think by Coalina. Um, oh yeah, yeah, there's H Power out there. That's way out there. But uh, I was, I, I was one. I think PCL was part of that the construction group. I just can't remember the name of the organization that was running it. But Covanta hired them, and they hired me to go inspect them. I remember those times. Uh, anyways, this is going to be a new thing that I'm going to start introducing because every guest that I've brought in, when I ask that question about how they fell into safety, um, they always bring up somebody's name in regards to who helped them get there. So this is your opportunity. Uh, you said somebody from your high school days helped you with occupational safety and health. So we're going to do a storytelling shout out. Who is that person? Okay, my friend's name is Ryan Gomes, and his mother actually um, – worked for some general contractors and for OSHA, and she is Phyllis Gomes. Oh, okay. So these are the ones that are responsible for putting you into the path of occupational yeah. safety and health. Both of them. In, adi- in addition to the story that of what potentially could have happened to your ex-husband. Yes. Okay, got it. All right. Um, since we're balancing and we've got a lot of stuff going on, I know you work. You've got a full-time job. Sometimes work on Saturday, sometimes work on Sundays, and then again, you probably work on seven days a week sometimes, too, and you answer your phone all the time. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, though, you're also going to school. So what are you studying now? I am actually studying safety. I'm In Hawaii, we only had a, um, an associate's degree program at the community college there. So I went back to school to finish up my bachelor's degree for safety. Okay. And so you're, you're studying that now online in a distance learning platform? Yes. Okay. Do you want to mention the school? Yeah, I go to Columbia Southern University. Okay, perfect. All right, so shout out to Columbia Southern for putting you on this path of completing a, ba- a bachelor's degree. Yeah. Okay, all right, so thank you for that. And since we're balancing out now, we've understood that you work full-time, you've got a family. Oh, we'll introduce those folks in just a minute. And then also, you, you're going, is it a full-time load as well for your undergrad? Yes, um, it's a full-time load. Okay, so you're going to school, single mom, and you have a family. So let's let's do this. Why don't you introduce your Ohana, your family, and then okay. uh, we won't talk about necessarily the challenges in some of those folks in your family, but um, we may talk about specifically without naming any names. So let's introduce okay. your family. Okay, so first I have my oldest daughter. Um, Her name is Cassidy. She's 21. She is still living in Hawaii um, with my mother. Uh, She was going to school, but she decided to take a break. And, you know, I'm cool with that. So, yeah, that's kind of a rough one. But, yeah, she's gotten to that point where she's old enough to make her own decisions on that. But she was in school for forensic science, um, a lot of parenting with that one. You know, she also had a full ride for your scholarship. And luckily her um, scholarship is, will be on hold for a year for her to decide to go back. So that's my oldest. Um, my second child is Kelsey. She's 19. She moved here to be with me in Arizona in March. And she also works for Corbin's Electric. Um, she works with our material handling department on the same side as I am. And she's also working full-time and doing online school as well. Um, My son is Jonah. He's 15 years old, and he just started his first year of JV football. 
he is going to high school here in Mesa. He's going to Mesa High School. So a lot of change for him. Um, his freshman year, he started off online at Roosevelt, Roosevelt High School in Honolulu. Uh, he came up in September, you know, distance learning so he could take school from here. And when it was time for them to go back to in-person school, you know, he decided that he wanted to stay. So I just had a conversation with my ex-husband and we agreed to let him stay. And another crucial part of my family is my ex-husband still. You know, he's, we're still family. We still raise our kids together. We have a great relationship. You know, I still call his mom on her birthday and Christmas and, and yeah, that's my family. That's cool. So the two youngest are here. What do they think about the temperature and the weather? Oh, they say it's hot. They say it's hot. Yeah. But my, my number two hasn't been here for, you know, the cold months yet, but she's she's lasting well in the hot weather you know because she's on site with me i'm always reminding her make sure you're drinking a lot of water taking some breaks you know and she'll she'll wear a long sleeve shirt to work which i don't understand yet but (laughs) (laughs) you know what the long sleeves here in arizona have been a long staple it's just one of those things from a cotton construction activity you'll find a lot of natives will actually wear the long sleeve cotton shirt because it stops the sun, keeps you cool throughout the day. It is kind of a it is kind of a strange animal when you think about it, but it makes sense. And I've tried it, and it does work. Um, funny thing was that the last time I was out in the heat with a long sleeve shirt was in Honolulu. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a long sleeve shirt with uh, David Silva and Jack Jackson. We played uh, played a golf course on the mountainside where it was super hot. It felt like it was on the desert portion of the island. Anyways, thank you for bringing uh, bringing your family in, and uh, there's nothing wrong with introducing your ex-husband because you share all in the responsibilities, and it's better to be on the same page than not on the same page. Yes, and I think that absolutely. makes a lot of sense. And then you also said Jonas playing football. Um, what school is he going to here in Phoenix? He's a Mesa High School Jackrabbit. He oh I Mesa High, my goodness. Speech and debate. I was helping co- uh, coach my youngest and. When we were going through the circuit, but one of the one of the greatest coaches in the state, they actually moved over to Mesa High. Uh, Kevin Burlatt and his wife um, been very helpful. Filipino, as a matter of fact. Oh, nice. so throw that out there. Kimberly Burlett. Um, my, it's just a, kind of a strange way how the the Filipino side on this on this side of the islands, <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, there's quite there's quite the uh, there's 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 quite the population here. So okay, but thank you for introducing your family. So then, why the move to Arizona? And if that's too 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 deep or too personal, um, you don't have to share. But uh, I, I think our listeners would like to know why would you move from Honolulu to Arizona? Well, when I was in Honolulu, you know how active I was in the ASSP chapter out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did a lot of networking out there. I, I got to know a lot of people, you know, and. To me, I didn't feel like I could really grow because I became so acquainted and I've become friends with a lot of the the people in these big companies that I would have wanted to work to. To me, it's a conflict of interest um, to put in an application for to work for somebody who I see as a friend. You know, it's one of those things like, well, if he hires me, then I'm going to have to put out uh, 110%. You know, I can't have days when I just want to put in 90. So, uh, yeah, I decided not to to move up in Hawaii. I worked for a small company uh, that was Minnesota based. And I had told my boss there, I said, you know, I don't really want to work for anybody else here. 
So I think I'm going to look to move into the mainland. And then, you know, my boss supported me. He said, you know, if you want to go, then, you know, whatever is best for you and your family, go right ahead. So I, I looked around, you know, Arizona was a good spot because it's it's not Vegas. It's not California. It's still just one flight away from Hawaii. And if I ever wanted to go to Disneyland or, or Vegas, it's just a drive away. So it is a drive I, away. Yes. And that's what I really appreciated. Um, but still yet not being into the thick of it. You know, I kind of liked how how everything just felt so so mellow here and laid back. You know, it was 101 yesterday as a high, but then the previous weeks, I think we got up to 90, but you felt the temperature fluctuation when the storms move in. And I'm yes, I'm certain that provided some excitement too. But, you know, at moving Arizona, if you needed to get out of the heat, the high temperature in, in Flagstaff yesterday was 72 degrees. So, I mean, it's you're right. You can drive to Vegas. You could drive to Flagstaff. If you really wanted to, you can drive down to Mexico. I mean... I, I would rather take the ride with you, though, over to Disneyland because I find myself there many, many times. Uh, I'm such yeah, a Star Wars nerd. Right. And, and it's just so crazy because when we're trying to plan vacations to Disneyland from Hawaii, you know, we've been maybe about four or five times. But getting a flight for five of us, paying for a hotel room for seven nights because, you know, you don't want to stay just three. And then getting a vehicle for all that time, it gets to be very costly. So being here, you know, we can just drive there. I don't need to pay for flights. I don't need to pay mm -hmm. for a car. And then we just have a room and it's great. We love it. Okay. So I'm going to write this down in my notes that the reason why you moved to Arizona was so that way you can go to Disneyland more often. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Number one reason I'm putting that down because I would take the same, I would do it for the same reasons. <laughs> All right, so you, you got settled in. You've been here for a couple of years now, a little bit over a couple of years, and here you are. You're juggling all these things. Now, I didn't really mean that you're juggling chainsaws and bowling pins, but it might feel like that at times. What has, what's, what, what has been your biggest challenge um, since you've been here with the family and the juggling that you've got to do? Well, my biggest challenge with being here was when we first moved here, um, when, when I first moved here by myself, um, you know, it was easy to travel back and forth. I was having family come to see me every couple months. So I didn't feel alone or I didn't feel distant. And once COVID hit, um, my mom and my daughter were here in March of 2020. And they got back just in time before all of the COVID restrictions came in. So my hardest part was just adjusting to being alone, um, being far from my family. Uh, like my mother and my, my brothers are still home in Hawaii too, you know, and um, they were visiting before COVID hit, but ever since COVID hit, they haven't come up. And that was the hardest adjustment was being away from family and um, just COVID not allowing us to see each other as frequently as we would have wanted to. Mm -hmm. I think COVID screwed up everybody's schedule. Yeah. Yeah, but I think we're we're all adjusting well. We're we're learning this new way to to function as a society. Um, you know, even even the kids in school. I see a lot of the the parents. I'm in a couple um, mom groups on Facebook, and I see some of the parents are struggling with their kids and socializing. It's not how it used to be when we were in high school. It's a little different, and then after that after that long break, it's like, uh, do you remember the move when you were in junior high and had to go to high school, and then you weren't certain what that that would feel like? It's yeah, probably the same feeling these kids are going through. Like they're going, especially your kids, because you're going to a new school, right? So yeah, 
overall it's a new school period but then again you've got covid where everybody's been out of school so it's kind of a new school for everybody almost and yeah i think you're right i think that's a better description because um even at open house you know they're talking about how the kids aren't as sociable as they used to be they aren't as engaged as they used to be in class you know it takes a lot more for the teacher to talk to the class and get the students engaged nowadays Do you see that there's a parallel in the world we're, we're working in from safety? Is there a parallel about engagement? <laughs> do we get people to yes. do the things we want them to do all the time? Yes, I see the parallel, and and it, you know, it, it's it's struggle. I have I struggle with it because I was never the kind of person that was difficult to engage with people. You know, I'm always talkative, and so trying to engage and talk to people out in the field and and getting a very minimal response makes it a little harder yeah i i was just gonna say the first time we met i i'm there's a couple of times we met out in public but i just i met you first and then remember talking to you and then i saw you again at a pdc and then i saw you again i think in honolulu at a pack ram but i think the first time we met was i think you were with kelly trudgeon in chicago at the leadership yes. conference. yes in chicago i remember that night that was a very very fun night it was a fun night. Well, that was good networking. It was it was yes. great networking. Great but networking. It was also still too listening to the stories that were around the table and having just a good time. So we have to. We gotta let. We gotta let everybody know. We our listeners probably most of them know anyways. But everybody else that's listening about being a single mother, safety professionals can still have a good time. Yes, we can. Okay. We can still wake up the very next day for a conference, 7 a.m., bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Right, right. Yep. And we're not yep. always holding on to handrails. We're no, doing no. A, yes. We're doing other things, like engaging. And staying listening. hydrated. Listening. <laughs> staying hydrated. Oh, putting on masks. Yes. Not that That's a big deal. But all right. So you got all these things going on in your life, family, school, work, family across the pond. Mm-hmm tell me how do you balance things out what is a typical day just walk through it from waking up to the end of the day what's the typical day look like for you typical day for me my alarm goes off at about 3 15 um what wait hold on time out you what <laughs> 3 15 okay i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt yeah. i just that's okay that's early <laughs> i don't shocker 3 15 <laughs> 3 15 for a 5 30 a.m start time you know it takes a little bit to get adjusted stretch out a little bit um if i'm lucky i laid on my clothes the night before get ready i leave the house um it takes maybe about 20 minutes for me to get into work and i prefer even though my shift actually starts at 5 30 you know because i'm the leader of the team i prefer to get in at about 5 10 5 15 get a few minutes in to settle down before the other two start coming in um you know we go over our day we talk about how our weekend was, you know, we just have casual conversation. Um, I'll go into the main office at the site, talk to the superintendent, see if they have anything going on. Uh, so with the workday beginning at 530, the workday ends at 4 p.m. on roughly Monday through Friday. But if it's a short week, short weeks for us, uh, we'll, we'll do eight hours on a Friday. A long week for us, we'll do 10 hours Monday through Friday and eight hours on Saturday. But luckily, you know, I don't need to be in there there in person on Saturday because I have two coordinators rotating the Saturday shifts. They're the one that gets paid hourly and they prefer the overtime. But the entire time I'm available by phone. 
So when I get off at four o'clock, uh, the traffic to come back to, to Mesa from work can take about 45 minutes or so. I'll get home. It depends on how I'm feeling. If if I want to start on some homework, then I'll start on some homework. If I want to cook dinner, I'll cook dinner. Um, also, remember, my 19-year-old is here as well, and she's living with me. So, you know, we'll take turns. Sometimes she'll stop by to pick up something to cook or something. Sometimes I'll stop by to get something to cook. And one of us will pick up the boy at, four, at 6. He gets out of practice at 6 p.m. And we'll come home. Um, dinner is always at the dinner table. We never take dinner separately. Um, our, our dinner table is really just full of laughter and talking and asking each other how our day was and the middle child being the middle child with her middle child syndrome and telling the boy how everything he does is wrong and then him just laughing at it. Um, after dinner, we you know shower, get back, and then by then we all have homework, the three of us. And if I'm lucky, I'm in bed by 10. Sometimes I have to push it to 11. You know, sometimes the mind is overstimulated. And then I just like to have a few minutes to to settle before going to sleep. And once I lay my head down, I'm I'm out like a light until my alarm goes off at 3.15. Wow. So you're lucky if you get four hours of sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. But if I get five to six, you know, I feel like I'm very like overslept. I know you're, clap, like, you're clapping all the way to work. Like I got five hours of sleep. I got yeah, yeah. And I, I it, it doesn't. It, sometimes it'll feel like I overslept, but um, yeah, like five, five is optimal for me. And then, so even like to keep my my oldest one reeled in, you know, sometimes we'll FaceTime my ex husband or my or my oldest one. Um, she's at work in the evening, so you know we'll keep in in touch over chats or or Instagram posts or. We, we make whatever works for us, whether it's text or, or social media, to keep in touch and to be aware of what's going on in each other's lives. Wow. I, I applaud you. Um, you know, it, once once somebody's individual thought is that their life stinks because they've got so much going on and sometimes it's hard to handle those kinds of things or that stress. And then you hear somebody else's, you know, challenges. I wouldn't say struggles. It sounds like you got a really good support system in place, which is what... I would highly recommend to all these people, all these folks that are listening, put a support system in place. But I think you probably recognize that if you didn't have it in place, you would you would have some struggles. Yeah. Yeah. And ever since I was young, you know, I'm the youngest. I'm the only girl. I have two older brothers. And ever since I was born, I was born into a very strong support system. Um you know, I was spoiled, but still, you know, <laughs> in this, in my adult time, in my adult life, I have that structure at home. Still, my family still very much is um, in tune with me and they really support everything that I do. If I need any help, you know, they're always there to help or they're there to talk to. Um, yeah, I don't really feel sad or alone when, even though my family is there. Um, and with covid the way it is, you know, my mom is looking forward to coming to visit. She's her, you know, she's vaccinated and ready to go. So she's a little bit older. So I was kind of worried about her traveling as, as she is as well. But I think it's, it's about time for her to, to get off the Island for a little. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So I got a couple of words of wisdom that I'd like for you to share to a single mom. Who's got the same amount of balance of juggling that she's got to do or single parent. It doesn't matter. Just, if you have some words of wisdom, what, what would you share with them? Um, 
we have kids, so, you know, everything that we do, every decision we make is for the betterment of their lives to to keep them happy, to keep them well, to keep them healthy. And that's always going to be my focus. You know, when it feels like everything is hard and stressful, I remember my purpose here. Um, besides everything else that I am at work, my primary um my primary focus in life is to be a mother to my kids, even though they're hitting, you know, the adult years, but everything revolves around them and including, including my, my love and passion for my job, because the main thing is that I need my ex-husband to come home because my children need them. And so when I'm at work, I think of the same things, you know, I think of, I, I speak to our employees as, as they're somebody's father, they're someone's son. So my love for my kids just pushed me through every obstacle I have. All right, so you use love for other people as a motivator to get through a day. Yes. That's a good motivator. Yeah. You never run out of it. Yeah, I know. You, you shouldn't, yeah. And uh, you've got extra fuel, too. <laughs> it's, um, it's a good drive. It's a good motivator. It's a good reason to do the things that you do. And I also want to recommend to you, don't forget to take time for yourself. And I know you don't, but got to make sure when you're balancing those things out that my hand gets some time too. Yeah. Yeah. It's always worth it when my hair gets that Disneyland time and the kids just go on all the rides when I get to sit there and eat my cookie. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Those Mickey Mouse cookies are the bomb. Something yeah, else the- that's there. My gosh, all the food there is. Yeah. I think you were getting ready to say that all the food there is great. <laughs> yes. All right, Mahia, we got one thing to do left, and that's called Podcast Roulette. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, but if you have, you're probably fully aware that I ask a surprise question. Are you willing to play? You don't have to play. Okay. I'm going to spin the wheel. Okay. All right. Ooh, never been asked. Okay. You ready for this? Yes, I am now. (laughs) (laughs) The question is. If you had to drop everything that you're doing right now, what made you drop everything? What made me drop everything? Right now, in my heart, I would drop everything to be with my mom. Oh, that's cute. Okay, that's that's noble. I was thinking maybe you were going to say something like, I, I got to go see Blink-182 or, I, you know. Oh, well, I'm heard- actually going to see Green Day this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Green Day in San Diego. I got well, yeah. Oh, San there. Diego. Okay, that's a that's yeah. a beautiful drive across the desert. Take Maricopa Road down to Interstate Eight. I think you'll be good. Yep, it's gonna be fun, and we plan on hitting um, Disneyland on the way back home on Monday. Oh, look at you. Okay, so let's give a shout out to your mom. Um, if she's gonna if she's gonna listen to this podcast, just say hi to your mom and say, "Hey, mom, I drop everything for you." <laughs> Hi, Mom. I love you, and I miss you so much, and I will drop everything to hop on the next flight on Hawaiian Airlines to come and see you. Oh, that's cute. Okay, perfect. What a great way to end the uh, podcast. So, again, this is a balanced podcast, our balance issue or balance episode, and I want to thank you, Mejia, for being on this podcast with me, and um, any final words of wisdom? No, thanks for having me, Tim. I really appreciate it. And if there's anybody out there listening who has yet to consider actually getting into the safety field, it is very, very rewarding. And like I said, a lot of my motivation comes from the people that I love. And you know that when you're out there, somebody loves those people that you're working with as well. Mm, That's so true. 
How, um, what's the best way they can get a hold of your social media or is there a certain way you want them to contact you? I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm um, Melanie is my first name in parentheses, Mahia Villanueva. Or I'm also on Instagram, shortcakes808. Nice. Shortcakes. Shortcakes. Yeah. 808. Yeah. 808. Love that number because every time I see that number show up on my phone, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm dropping everything. I'm going to answer it. <laughs> just like home. Uh-huh, I love that island. I feel like I'd be along there, but it is. Yeah. It's expensive. All right. That's our time. Thank you very much for being here. This is the balance episode. We've got plenty more coming up this season. And I want to thank Mejia Villanueva for being our guest today. So we will see you all down the road. Take care and be safe. See you later. Take care. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by you, our listeners. Thank you for attending and spending some of your time.